Hey everybody, welcome back to this episode of The Psychic Wives. I'm Ginger Hendry. I'm Kathy Rumsey. And I'm Jerry Carabin. And we're excited to um, cover something that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. We talked about the senses. And if you remember, we were trying to, we, we thought we lost a sense in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and so we were, we're all like, wait, what? I know, because we're so used to operating with all of those senses, we don't stop to think about it. But we really did want to do that today. Um, there are a lot of senses that people get information from, some are stronger than others for each individual. And we thought we'd cover it today. Um, how the particular sense maybe we operate in, what we find strength in, what we may struggle a little bit in, um, and have some discussion around that. So uh, let's start with the probably the most popular, the, the most common that people um, recognize, and that is clairvoyance. Now, all of the senses um, start clairvoyance, clairaudience, clair, you know, um, cognizance. The, the, the word clear really means a clear use or a clear understanding of that particular sense. So when you hear us say that um, the sense is what we're looking at or, or, or going to be working with. So for clairvoyance, it means clear seeing. Um, and this is probably the one that people most recognize. Mm -hmm. um, so Jerry, for, for you, I mean, I know you seeing is a real strength for you. How did you recognize that at first? Yeah, seeing is, seeing is absolutely my strongest one. And it's just, I will see images or pictures or little tiny like action films kind of whatever. And I don't know when there's a time of that I was ever like, wait, what did I just see in my head? I don't, I don't know if it was ever like that. But when I kind of stepped into the work and realized I was using my intuition, I think that's when, you know, whether I was in a class or something, it's like, well, how did you get that information? And I was like, um, well, I saw this thing. And then I was like, oh, okay, I see. And here's the interesting thing, because we're going to hit the, the, the clear audience in a bit about hearing. Um, I'm a writer by trade, like from school and everything. So it's really interesting because I really don't hear things, but I see words too. And I will actually see words in a reading that they might be all capitals and bold with an exclamation point, or they might be little words, like little, you know, all lowercase or something, which in itself is information. So it's kind of a really cool way of another sense kind of coming in and bogarting my seeing, so to speak, you know what I mean? Like instead of hearing it and I'm seeing words. Um, but yeah, by far my strongest sense. What about you, Kathy? You, seeing is a strong sense for you too. Um, seeing is a really strong sense for me in my animal communication readings. And then also in my mediumship readings, um, I, the mediumship kind of incorporates a lot of the sentence, a, a lot of the clairs, um, the clairsentience, the feeling like I get where I feel like I am the spirit that I'm communicating with, but then it's like, I feel like I am that spirit and I'm seeing what they saw. And I did a reading at my last um, mediumship workshop that I was at where I, I was feeling like I was the man that I was connected with and I was describing walking into my house after work. And it was almost a, we, we refer to it as remote viewing, where I was seeing 
And as I was seeing things, I was describing what I was seeing. And the woman that I was doing the reading for is like, you're describing my home that I grew up in, like the door where like the yeah. relation of the rooms and stuff. It was really cool. And I have goosebumps and it's not just because I'm sick, <laughs> but my body is just like, yes, that's a, that's a great way to say it is, um, you know, there's, there's seeing from seeing what they want us to see. And then there's also the remote viewing seeing of a particular place or something like that. It's really cool. Well, I like that it's cool too, between uh, animal communication and mediumship that you do see a difference. So I wonder what, if that's spirit helping you. It I is. It is. It's, yeah. it's um, the mentor that, that Jerry and I both work with, Joe, Joe Scheel. He's a, a wonderful medium, uh, amazing, amazing yeah. medium. And then really a wonderful mentor teacher. Um, he refers to it as being in the power of spirit. And it's, and it's they are helping us see. And it's and not channeling when I'm feeling what they like when I'm feeling what it feels like to be that person. It's not that I'm channeling that person. It's, it's like them putting their coat on me and saying, wear my clothes and it will help you understand who I was. Yeah. And it's interesting because before um, we do mediumship readings, um, we, we, there's a prayer, we say a prayer. Um, and, and part of my prayer is, um, I'm laughing at Kathy because if you saw her on audio <laughs> or my on video, ears, Kathy's ears, sick ears, and, her, and she's been on a plane and all this stuff. So she's like trying to pop her ears over here. So it's pretty funny. Um, anyway, um, there's this prayer and part of that prayer is to, to, we're praying to spirit, show us, let us see through your eyes. Um, because the more that spirit can give to us, the more of service we are to the client and, and to so them seeing yeah. especially yeah. in the mediumship thing is a big deal um do you know what i mean so yeah clairvoyance is big it's big well here's the interesting thing for me my, my first strength when i got into animal communication in particular was not seeing and so when i was in a class with somebody else who could see i'd be like damn i mean i could feel my way through anything and ended up knowing my way through things but not not because I was seeing, but that sense, once I started opening up, became strong. And Kathy, what you just described doing in mediumship is what I am doing in, uh, with animals, basically, is I'm in the animal. Like sometimes I'll say, and I, I have to sometimes laugh because I think the, the client thinks I'm nutty, but I'll say, you know, my right paw, yeah. I can't put down <laughs> all the way on the ground, or the base of my tail feels like, because that's how. And then, and then you're like, oh, I don't have a tail. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. And I'll be like, well, you know what I meant. You know yeah. what I meant, you know, to the client. Yeah, because the same thing, my tail or my right paw or my, my front canine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but seeing is a really cool thing. And I remember when I first started to see when we were in an animal communication class, and I was describing something to the instructor, the teacher that we were working with. And um, I said something, you know, like, like I saw whatever. And she said, I thought you didn't see. And I said, well, I, I, it was just a flash. I just saw a flash. And she said, was joking. And she said, what do you think you're going to see a movie? And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of thought it. And then the more you do it, that little picture sometimes expands. And yes, you can see more and more. It's just... Sort of, I'm, I'm open, I'm developing it, and it's a really cool way to, uh, to get information. Absolutely. 
Well, the next um, one is an interesting. It, um, we're going to talk about uh, clear audience, and Jerry just brought up a little bit um, on clear audience. Uh, it's really hard to um, figure out if you're hearing because whatever you're hearing, if you are, is in your own voice. And so, like when Jerry said she was, you know, she could see a word. I was doing the same thing. I could see a word, and I'm thinking, am I hearing it or am I reading it? Because it's the same voice, right? Yeah. It's my voice. So yeah, it's fact, hard. I have I have someone, one of our our teacher, um, that that we went through, you know, certification with, is everything was always like, no, you're hearing it, you're hearing it, and I'm like, I swear to God, I'm not. You know what I mean? So it's a really hard distinction for me, and I don't know. Maybe I am hearing it, and maybe I'm hearing it, but I'm not trusting the hearing, so I'm waiting to see the word. Um, but you know, hearing can also be that thing that people talk about, like. You know, you hear stories of people driving down the road and they hear, get off at the next exit, like in their head or something. Kathy, you're saying that you... I had you know, that. That's never happened to me, but, you know, that, that's one of those, right? I mean, that would be under Claire audience. Right. I, I had that last summer. So I, and, and I'll, I'll back up a little to say that when I do an animal communication reading, I do hear things in, in my own voice, I think... Um, mostly because animals don't, don't talk, <laughs> you know, so it physically. is <laughs> physically right. Um, but when I'm doing mediumship stuff, it's, it's interesting that I don't know how to say it, but I don't hear my own voice and it's, it's weird. And I, I, I described this to Joe of I'm hearing voices. They're not in my head they're not in the room there's it's somewhere in between that i can't explain and he's like that's the perfect explanation you know it's not in the room you're actually in but it's not in your head either because in when i do animal communication the the voices are definitely in my head <laughs> i'm hearing voices in my head, <laughs> in my head. Yeah. Um, and then when and I will say that when it has happened to me with the mediumship stuff, it has not been when I was trying, which is something I'm working on is not having spirit come to me when I'm not trying, but I'm not great at setting those boundaries around that. So I'll say it's like, it's from down the hall, but it's, it's another place. And I don't know how better to describe it than that, but I will jump to, Last summer, I was driving from Rhode Island to, um, to the Omega Institute in New York, and I was on a very busy stretch of um, highway in Connecticut, and I was in pretty typical Friday traffic, and I'm driving, and I heard, you're going to get rear-ended, and a minute later, I got rear-ended. And I heard it and it was not in my head. I don't know where it was. It was not like, it wasn't like someone was sitting next to me saying it. I heard it from outside of myself. And I tried to stop it because I switched lanes and became more aware, but it was something I wasn't able to stop anyway. And like I said, within 60 seconds, I, I got rear-ended, hmm. um, which kind of sucked, but was kind of cool that I heard it. And yeah, you're like, that sucks. Wow, it was so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, next step is how do I, you know, and that was definitely spirit talking to me. Mm. 
letting me know this is going to happen. And I had a conversation with, with our mediumship mentor about it and said, well, it was great that I got the heads up, but how do I? And he said, you tell spirit, don't let it happen. Stop it. Tell them to stop mm. it. Yeah, that's cool. um, I don't know if that would always work, but um, yeah. yeah, so it's really, the hearing is, is really cool and yet a little freaky. Yeah, it is. It is hard to figure out. Now, I don't, um, I'm not in the mentorship for, for mediumship, but I have had two family members come through to me without me thinking about the family members. So, um, and it was hearing. They were, were talking. And one of the times I was in the car and I have two siblings that were um, irritated with each other, not, not fighting, no big drama, but um, one was telling me one thing, one was telling me another thing. And I was in the car thinking, of how I could kind of smooth it over. <laughs> like yeah. I could say to one, you know, you know, she's just going through a tough time. And I say to the other, oh, you know, you know, you know whatever. I'm kind of that middle person. Um, and as I was thinking about it, I heard my father, my, my stepdad, who I was very close to say, stay out of it. And it was him. I knew it was him. Yeah. Um, and, but I could hear it. And he said, this isn't, this has nothing to do with you. Let them work it out. <laughs> like, I mean, I was driving. <laughs> yeah, but it was so shocking to me because I wasn't thinking about him at all. Um, and I had my mother come through another time, same thing, uh, just hopped in the car, backed out of the driveway. And I did see a flash of her face. And then she started talking and mm. I could hear her. And it was a very short emotional message, but it, but it was hearing. Yeah. So I think from when I started to now, my hearing is better, better. Uh, has opened up. Um, yeah. a little bit more, but it is hard to see if you, if you're seeing things and backing it up with words, um, I think it is hard to know if you're reading them or you're hearing them. And yeah. I don't know that it makes much difference. It um, doesn't. But, I mean, you know, we're getting information. Getting, and it's all cool. I mean? Yeah. And it's all cool. Yeah, but exactly. For, yeah. But for the purpose of this podcast where we're trying to explain what it in, is, inform yeah. people. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool. So the next one, and this one um, is a very uh, common, very popular, strong for a lot of people, is clairsentience, which is um, the ability to feel um, intuitively. And um, I think that might be one that people tend to maybe overlook because it comes so naturally to a lot of people, like you're not connecting that that's intuitive feeling that you're doing. It's, it's, you know, kind of working with your gut. And I think once you make that connection, we can talk a little bit about, um, you know, how to do that and how to strengthen that. Um, but I think that is a very strong for a lot of people. That's a, uh, probably a drive that we've learned over, you know, thousands of years to keep ourselves safe is that gut, um, that gut feeling. So, um, Kathy, I think feeling is a strong or has been a strong sense for you. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I look at clear feeling and, and, or, you know, clear, clear sentience and, and clear cognizance, the clear knowing as, um, I find them very hard to differentiate. Mm. So, um, but it is, it's just, you know, that the, the clear sentience, just that it's that, that, that gut feeling just, I just, I feel it in my body when something is right or, more importantly, I think people get it when something is wrong, when they, they just feel something is wrong. They feel it in their heart or they feel it in their gut. Not so much in their mind because we tend to be too much in our thinking brain. Um, 
but I do, I get, uh, um, I just know when something feels right or feels wrong. Yes. Right. Yeah. And you know what, I think it's, it's also, and I love what you just said there, Kathy, it's really hard to, just like for me, the seeing, hearing, the clairsentience, claircognizance, so feeling, knowing, and we'll talk about knowing next, next I'm assuming, um, it's like when we do animal communications, we'll do a body scan, what we call a body scan, and we'll ask the animal that we're working on, show us on my body what's happening on your body. And a lot of people I know will feel something, like you said before, I feel something in my right paw, or I feel something at the base of my tail, or something like that. I'm not a feel, and, and they'll physically feel pain in their their right paw. I did a reading, um, the couple of summers ago or something and all of a sudden my ear started ringing like and I was like like in my ear and I was like whoa and so I said this to the client I said yeah she's she was just she's deaf she just like completed the she's now completely deaf or whatever and I was like okay so sometimes I'll have like a physical feeling but most of the time is it or most of the time it's the feeling of the emotion I guess we're saying there. Um, and and it, again, it's hard to d differentiate the, the, am I feeling an emotion or it's a knowing? Like when we do the body scan or get whatever, I won't feel something in my right paw, but my attention will be drawn to my right paw and I'll know in my gut that it's pain. I, it's right. really, this is really interesting, this conversation, because we're like trying to, to differentiate and we're like, oh my God, like I'm starting to have trouble. You know what well, I mean? It is feeling and knowing is I think um, really hard. That For me, that was my issue too. Mine was feeling and I could feel, and I do feel physical. So if I connect with somebody, um, I mean, I connected with the client not that long ago and my teeth will bother me on the, the top of my mouth. And she said, I, it was for a cat. And she said, no, I, I think the cat's fine. But she's going for her regular, whatever the checkup was like in a, few, <clears throat> in a few days. And then after the checkup, she sent me a message. And she said, yeah, she had three loose teeth that, mm -hmm. that had to come out that she didn't know. Um, so, but I felt it um, physically. So you oh, felt like pain or some pain. sort of physical yeah. sensation. Physical yeah. sensation. I'm sure it's not the same extent that the animal is happening, but enough yeah. that we know. Um, digestion issues. <laughs> always yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why, but, you know, and, and then a lot of times I can feel, um, if it's an older animal, I can feel sort of that arthritic kind of, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I can identify. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and I'll sometimes feel like, um, like I, like if I'm dealing with an animal, cause sometimes we'll be dealing with animals that have pent up energy. They're not getting enough mm -hmm. exercise or something like the back of my neck, I'll get this like, zzz. Like I get that same can, feeling, Jerry. It's in my chest, but I get that same like. Yeah, I get it in the back of my neck. Isn't that funny? And, so, and I'm like, and it's become like, oh, I know. There's pent up energy in this animal. We need exercise, physical exercise. Right. Do you know what I mean? So that's feel, but I don't get a lot of that. Most of it is like Kathy said. That is that a knowing or a, just a that gut, the feeling in the gut. Right. Do you know and what I mean? So. And it's funny. I did a reading. Um, it was quite a while ago now on a horse. So I get. I will get feelings in my body, but they're more like a tingling. I don't get like it's a pain, although I did once get actually, and it was, it was not long ago. It was within the past month I was doing a reading for someone and it was like, oh, I'm getting that, that feeling I get when you have a UTI. Mm. Come to find out the cat had a UTI and it was just a, okay, this kind of sucks because yeah. it's not a great feeling. 
Um, but I did like in, I don't, it must've been a year ago. I did a reading for someone's horse and I did the body scan. And of course, you know, before we do a body scan of scanning the, you know, of, of the animal's energy, we check in with ourselves to like, what's our baseline? You know, how do I feel before I connect to the animal? Yeah. Is that headache, my headache or the animal? Right. Headache? Exactly. And as soon as I connected and had the horse lay its energy on top of mine, I could see it. I got muscle spasms in my, like right here, this part of my arm right below my shoulder, but not to my elbow. And I could see my muscles twitching. Like not only could I feel them really strongly, but I could see them. And that's all I could say was I'm having a muscle spasm and described where it was and come to find out that's why she was calling. She had just, the, her horse had been kicked that morning, mm. really like head on by another horse. And she was wondering if there was damage or whatever. And I, you know, and I couldn't say yes or no. I could just say, not only was I drawn to here, but my muscles are actually spasming. So for me, that was a very strong, wow, there's really something there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, you know, then the, the next part of that is, I don't know what happened because the right. client had their reading, they got their information, they moved on and, and we're left with, we did, we were of we service. We did what we were supposed to do, right. And that's, that's the, the end of that. So, yeah. yeah. You know, there are a lot of times when I wonder, particularly when there's a, a, a distressful situation, and I think, you know, I always say keep in touch and because I would love to hear if you need more help. And a lot of times I don't hear back from people right. and you just kind of keep your fingers crossed and hope, I, you know, it all went the way it was supposed to go. Yeah, exactly. It would exactly. be nice to, to know. Yeah. So let's move on. Uh, the Probably the next, and this is a big one too, is uh, clear cognizance. And that is uh, clear knowing of something. And I don't, I think it's very common, right, for, for all of us. And I think for all the people, but it's not an easily trusted right. um, sense because we're not easily trusting people. <laughs> and so I think it is, it is harder, but I think this is probably ends up being the strongest sense for us anyway. Um, and I'm going to guess for, for a lot of people who are able to trust. So um, Kathy, I mean, for, for knowing, I know is very for strong. Me, knowing, knowing is a very big one for me in my work. And it was also always a very big one for me in my life. And I think it is a very big sense for all humans. The problem is, is that most of us, especially when we are young, are, you know, if we, uh, if we bring it up that we just know, well, how do you know? Because it may not fit what we've been conditioned you know, what we've been taught as children of, well, if they're this person, they're safe. If they're this person, they're not safe. But when you've been taught that someone is safe, but you have a knowing that they're not, and you try to bring it up to someone who's there to protect you, and you're told you're wrong, you know, a lot of people shut that down and you do lose it if you, if you don't, trust so it's a it's also a very easy one to bring back if you can open yourself up to it and shut that thinking side part of your brain off right 
because the knowing and the feeling, that gut feeling, are so intertwined. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, we tend to, yeah, we tend to be more follow the gut and not the knowing, but those two things are really hard not to do together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like what we said before, separating them, the knowing, the feeling, the gut feeling, whatever. What, what For me, something you had said just then, Kathy, is, is what I've almost learned to do a little bit is because it is difficult when you're saying to a client like, oh, your dog feels sad or you know, whatever. I'm just using what I've learned is if I kind of wait a little bit and ask for more information. So it's like I get that knowing. And then I'll get, you know, like clair- something clairvoyantly, like I'll see the animal doing a certain thing. So it's almost like I'm, I'm now able to kind of give the client a little bit of more raw data, as we say, to back up that knowing so it helps them. Because sometimes it is like, oh, your dog feels sad well how the heck do you know you know what i mean like how do you know you know um it's hard i think in delivery particularly the way that we just to say how something is coming through because it means more to the client maybe not to us but to the client but it is hard when it is a knowing um and so even today i do the same thing jerry take a step back and see if anything else comes in but since feeling is still very strong for me i tend to end up saying you know i'm feeling like yeah. but it's a knowing and it feels yes. because otherwise it, se- it just seems really weird to say i just know <laughs> yeah trust me i just know <laughs> i know everything <laughs> it's a weird um yeah especially yeah. hard if you have a a client with trust issues yeah. <laughs> right right yeah. you're sitting there taking diligent notes you know when when you when you're reading them or whatever yeah that's funny right. yeah well those are the top um that that pit people typically hear and people typically know, maybe not trust, but there are other uh, ones as well. This one makes me laugh because it, it hadn't happened to me until maybe a year or two ago, I don't know, but clear salience, meaning um, the ability to smell something. Um, I know other practitioners that that was stronger for them. I mean, they, they, they would pick that up and I, I would think that was so funny. Like I, I could never smell, now I do. Uh, thankfully, I've never smelled anything really horrible. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but did, did that sense come around for you as well? And was it more in animal communication than mediumship? Or for me, it definitely for me. Um, and I, I, you know, maybe this is a good thing. It's not. I don't think it's ever come through doing animal communication. I don't think I've, I've ever done that. However, it has come through personally for me. Like walking through the house, I can smell my dog and and i had a dog with a very particular smell not a bad smell um i used to love to smell his paws um and so i'll be like and i'll smell that smell i know i'm weird i love the smell of a dog's paw and if you're a dog person maybe i know a lot of people smells like popcorn it's weird it's like but anyway and and so that but i would also like maybe walk through and like smell like my mom's like scent or or something like that so personally that has happened not in animal communication and a couple of times in mediumship readings i'll be like oh so i'm smelling like a like it's like a like a grandmother smell you know what i mean (laughs) you know whether that's like a like a flowery perfumey kind of thing or something but not with animals but but in mediumship it's happened a couple times so i'm kind of like oh like it's like i'm i'm like to me like oh god this is cool um, you know, because it's, because it's not been a sense that, that has 
been anywhere and now just starting to kind of come into the mix. So it's kind of cool. So I'm, I'm super aware when it comes in, like, wait, oh my God, I'm smelling something. You know what I mean? So it's, <laughs> it's like, yay, you know. <laughs> cool. What about you, Kathy? Do you find the same thing? Yeah, so I haven't, I, I don't think I've ever had the sense of smelling in an animal communication reading. Um, and I've never had it in a, in a mediumship reading where I'm intending to do a reading. Um, but I have had it happen a couple of times in the last year and a half where spirit has just come. And the first time, the first time it happened, I can still remember like where I was sitting and I was like, what is going on? And it was, um, I could smell, I, I belonged to a Catholic church as a kid. When you'd walk into the vestibule of the church back when they used to have actual candles that you would light, mm -hmm. not the little electric ones. And it was such a, um, it's, it wasn't just the burning candles. It was a combination of the burning candles and the incense and the, the incense. Yes. And then the, you know, honestly, the vestibule was carpeted. So there was that, like, it just, I knew where it was. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. And it was cool <laughs> because I was sitting at the time in a hotel conference room where there was no burning candle. There was like, I knew, I knew where, where I was being drawn to. I just didn't understand why I was smelling it then. Yeah. Um, and it's happened a couple times since it's, uh, you know, other similar things where it's like, I'm the only one who can, you know, and I've said to people, do you smell that? And, you know, <laughs> you know, and, no. <laughs> to be honest, those, well, and it's funny because those other times that it has happened, honestly, it's kind of freaked me out a little because I've not been trying to communicate with spirit. Mm. And it, it is a, a great reminder to me of how much they're always around and trying to get my attention. And now they're going, oh, here's another way to get Kathy's attention is bring her attention to this smell and have her follow it. But, I love that. I love that because that has happened to me and I did not, I, until you said it, I did not connect the dots, but I did one time have a scent in an animal communication reading and it was a client who asked at the very end, can you ask my dog where her favorite place is? I think I know, but I want her to tell me. And the dog showed me like sand. It was a sunny sky. I saw a big rock that looked like something was written on it. I saw a flag um, and so it made me feel like it was a state park, state beach, and I could smell salt water. So I knew it was ocean. Mm. That's the first time. And she said, I said this, and she said, that's exactly where, where I thought it was. And she said, whatever, it was another state in a, in a state park. That's the only time it's happening with animal communication, but it has happened to me with the smell of cigarette smoke and the smell of cigar smoke. And I'm by myself in my mm. house when nobody's smoking cigars or, you know, but, but it comes through enough that my nose almost feels like I'm going to sneeze because it's, it's irritating um, to me. And it's not so deep that I'm going to choke, if that makes any sense. It's yeah, enough yeah. that I recognize it. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. It oh, I was going to ask. So you don't know, like, there wasn't anybody in your family that, who has passed that used to smoke cigarettes? It, or... I, never, I never thought that until Kathy said that. Okay. I mean, I just thought, how weird is that? Why am I smelling cigarette smoke? I didn't. Okay. And so what you do then is you say to spirit, spirit, sh bring, me, bring me where you want me to go 
to follow you for mm-hmm. that smell. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm only saying that because I was telling Joe about my smelling of the candles. And he said, they're trying to bring you to a memory. They're trying to connect with you. Follow them. Ask them to lead you to where they want you, what they want to show you. Well, it's, um, it's interesting. I, I hope it does happen again. And I will do that because the two people that when you say that that come to my mind my my grandfather smoked cigars mm, so maybe yeah. it was my grandfather and my father and so you ask and so and and yeah. so that's the other thing is don't just hope that it happens again ask spirit let that happen again let yeah. me experience that so that this time i can follow you yeah. and see mm. where you want to take me to no i would i love that that's great yeah. it's really cool it's really really cool yeah well that was an interesting one the other one is um and this has happened to me in animals. I don't know if it's happened to you, but uh, clear, clear gustance, meaning clear tasting. It's happened to me recently. In an animal community. I can't yes. wait to hear this. What did you yes. say? And I, this is the funny thing. I was, and not that long ago, I did a reading for a woman who, um, she said, I don't know, my cat, my, I'm trying to feed my cat. And he's become very picky. And she's telling me all the things that she had done. And I feel this like, like my mouth wants to go, like lick at my lips and, I say, I, I don't like the feeling of wet food. Like I couldn't smell the wet uh, food. Okay. I'm like, oh, I, I, and then I feel the cat crunching on kibbles and it's like, oh, that feels really good. Okay. <laughs> again, not, not as much the taste. It was like a knowing of the taste, but, and it was texture. Yeah. Okay. That's happened to me a couple times recently. Yeah. I've never had anything taste, but that's kind of, that happened to me literally yesterday where I was like, I could feel the crunching of kibble, but it was like the animal wanted it because yes. the dog wanted it because he didn't like how moist his food was. So I could feel the crunching of kibble. Um, um, but it, the other thing that Claire Gustin's, I've never had it happen in anything, mediumship, anything. I've not had it happen. But it was interesting because um, because that's kind of like a, a sense that we don't really talk about all that much. Not like, oh, we don't talk about it, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's a sense we don't like, that would be smell. Um, the sense we don't talk about that much, I kind of looked it up and it was interesting because it said um, chefs often have, and they don't even really, they're not calling it that, but you know how like a really good chef can like stick that spoon and go like that and oh, it needs blah, blah, blah. And, and they kind of talk about like some chefs have that, they, they get information by tasting something and, and they're not using it like I have Claire Gustin's, but, but, but it's kind of a form of it, I guess. Well, that how was cool the, the is that? I thought that was really interesting. It I was is. like, you know, that makes sense to me. And what a great example of that. You know, you talk about the Claire's and it's all the woo woo psychic medium, whatever. Exactly. No, it's not. No. These are, these are, we're using these every day. Everybody, Everybody. is using them. And we don't even, you know, I mean, we know it, but other people, you're using this this every day. Right. Things in, in some capacity and yeah. you, you don't even really know it. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Super cool. So what do we have left, ladies? Um, the clear tangency, the touching. Yes. Clear tangency. So Kathy, you probably have a little more info on that. Um, what I mean that has happened to you. We talked about it prior to, to hopping on. So yeah. that is the ability to feel physically feel a touch. So uh, it's it's a it's a couple different things, and it's funny because um, when I looked up the 
the definition of it, it's different than what I was thinking, but I often will feel spirit touching me or laying up against me. And that's the, the touch of their energy touching mine. But then when I looked up the clairtangency is really what you and, and Jerry and I know to no. be psychometry, which is holding an object in our hand and knowing, knowing something about holding somebody's necklace. You know, not like it has to be something that either the person has had for a long time or something that is meaningful to the person and literally holding an object of theirs and being able to receive information yeah. about the person. And a lot of mediums and psychics will use psychometry as a way to connect. Um, and if I could be so bold as to jump into a story about this, because it was the coolest story. Um, I was attending a workshop with Brian Weiss up at Omega a few summers ago, his, his, his smaller workshop of um, past life regression. And so we were using psychometry as a way to get past life information on a person that we were in the audience with. So we had to pick someone that we didn't know at all, blah, blah, blah. And so I, um, I used psychometry on a woman that I had been sitting next to who I hadn't had any conversation with at all and got some really cool, I don't actually remember the information that I got about her, but she was blown away by it and that was awesome. And she was also very nervous because she's like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to get. And you just gave me such cool information about myself that all made sense that she was a little like, I'm afraid I'm going to disappoint you. And I, you know, and I, it was like, luckily I had been doing some teaching. So I was, I was able to say, let all that go and just, no worries, whatever, you know, get out of that part of your brain and just hold. And I gave her a necklace to hold on to that I had been wearing and a, a necklace that's very meaningful for me. And she sat there and she went through the process and she was very, um, at the end, she was just like a little disappointed. And she's just like, I'm almost embarrassed to say what I got because it's, it's really nothing. But at the same time that it's nothing, it was very much something and she didn't understand it. And I said, perfect, so share it with me. And she said, I held this necklace and all I could see were dog's eyes and dog's eyes and dog's eyes and dog's eyes. And it was like one set of dog's eyes after the other. And she said, and I don't know how to, to tell you that I knew they were dog's eyes, but I knew they were, but they weren't the same dog. It was like a set of dog's eyes. And then it was almost like a, um, you know, the viewfinder thing, she said, it was like, you click the viewfinder and then the next thing comes up and it was another set of dog's eyes. And then you click it and another set of dog's eyes. And I'm laughing and I'm like, that is so cool. Finish what you want to tell me and I'll explain to you why it's so cool. And so she finished and I said, you're holding a necklace that is, contains my dog's ashes that are, have been blown into glass and I wear as, I don't have it on now, but I wear it as a pendant. And I'm like, so you thought you got nothing with this exercise, but the truth is 
and I don't know how to say it. You can't make that stuff up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and, and it was funny because it can come through the, the psychometry way too. And, and we were kind of saying this, what Kathy said, like when she looked it up, it was like, she feels spirit touch her. I've had that where I'm like walking in a Lowe's hardware store and I felt my mother's hand on my shoulder. And I was like, oh, because my mother used to love to go to Lowe's hardware and pick out tile with me and then come home and grout. You know what I mean? Like, um, so but then looking it up and like, oh, psychometry, which again, you know, we have to say this, we're just talking about how we get information and stuff. So some of this is like, yeah, that's really cool. We're not the experts on this. We're not the ones like, these are the exact seven or whatever. So we feel them out as well. But that psychometry thing, I happen to be at the same workshop that she was talking about. Um, well, this the was first- the year before actually, but yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I was at a Brian Weiss workshop at one point and um, for past life regression, and I was holding an object for a woman and the information that came through was her brother came through who was in spirit came through in the necklace. And I was picking up all these, these pieces because the brother had given her the necklace. Mm. So it can be about the person but it can also be another way for spirit to come through in, in mediumship. So it's kind of just an example of you get what you get and isn't that awesome? Right. You know what I mean? Take it um, because it's awesome. And I think that psychometry actually is a really cool thing for anybody to try. Like you said, Kathy, this woman was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm well, just going to. And, and it, what it, was so cool about her was she was like, I have no gifts like this. Exactly. I'm That's not, I, I'm just yeah. a, I'm just a normal, you know, I'm just a normal, normal. <laughs> no intuitive ability, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, is that we all have this intuitive yeah. ability and psychometry or, or clairtangency is a super, um, uh, what's the word? Powerful s- sense. Yeah. And that's my point. Anybody can do this. And that might be a really cool thing for people that are listening. You know what? Hook up with a friend, take yeah. their necklace or maybe not a friend or somebody, you know, cause sometimes with a friend. It's always easier with somebody you don't know. It's yeah. easier to do it with somebody you don't know or whatever, but psychometry is a super um, cool way to see stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. cool. And Ginger, how about you? Have you had I recently um, was in a class and we did one exercise and I was kind of dreading it um, because I I was very new to this group of people that, you know, have been together for a long time. Um, I I wasn't in the class, I don't even know, 15, 20 minutes when we're doing this exercise. And so I was holding, it was a, a small picture frame, but it wasn't a picture. It was a little drawing of a flower. And I got so much information and it made me want to cry. It was just hand-drawn, whatever, could have been anywhere. I mean, I could see it on the table that it was at. I could see other pictures around it. I could see rosary beads hung over another um, picture near it. Um, I could see a woman who I felt, I was saying an older woman, but she was like my age, as it turns out. Um, I could see her, not, not actually see her, but I knew she was sitting there. There seemed to be like a like a, sh- a shrine almost. Mm. Um, and, and it was very um, emotionally overwhelming. And so the person that um, gave it to me um, acknowledged all that. She, it was her picture, but it would have been given to her by this woman. 
who lost her son and the son was a friend of this woman that I was in the class with. So I didn't actually get information on the woman. I didn't know whether anyway in my class I do now, but on the situation of the death and, you know, kind of that whole thing. So it was, it was really powerful, even though I was dreading doing it because it's again, a trust thing. Like, Oh, what if nothing comes through? I don't know these people. They might all be better than me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You kind of psych yourself out. So how we get in our own ways. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, But it was a good experience for me to say, okay, you know, this is another really great way to get information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. And just the last one, and this one doesn't always show up if you look up what the site, uh, the uh, sen- uh, kind of a talk, psychic senses are, but clear empathy. Um, and we talk a lot in general when we're talking all things intuitive about um, our ability to be empathic, that we're empathic people and we pick up energy, we read energy. I, I think everybody does that without maybe necessarily um, acknowledging or knowing it on some level. Um, and clear empathy is that ability to read um, energy. I think the more that you open up, the more that you step on this path and go forward, the more sensitive to that energy you are. And it can be for a person, right? I mean, you can meet a person who seems perfectly nice, but you have that feeling. There's a weird um, notice of it. Like my energy doesn't kind of fit with that person's energy. Um, you know, and to be a little standoffish. Um, well, my understanding of clear empathy is actually absorbing the other person's energy. So if you're around someone who's very sad, it's like you take on their sadness. That's my understanding of And I feel it can actually be both. I mean, it's, it's definitely both. both. It's, you know, I you think- walk into a big room and, you know, you know, for people like us, sometimes we can walk into a big room and I can sit there and look at like a party and there's a bunch of people and I'm be like, okay, intuitively I know, or, you know, because I'm empathic, I like, yeah, I'm not going over there. Right. Cause you're, you know yeah, I mean? cause we've learned how to Have protect bombs. ourselves from protect yourself. Take, right. taking on that person's yeah. energy. But, and then but, the other side of it is also that, like, I think I said this to you guys before that, that, you know, I've been in a reading where all of a sudden, w- w- reading the human, all of a sudden I will get completely overwhelmed and well up and like kind of start to cry. Mm-hmm. And I've had clients like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like, no, 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 this is a piece of information. It'll be gone in about five or 10 seconds. So don't worry about it. You know, cause they're thinking they're hurting me or something. I'm like, you're not. So I think it's kind of, <clears throat> it, both of those things go into there, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. I think we have learned to, to step back some and people innately learn how to step back from some maybe maybe without even being um, conscious of it. Yeah. But for, for people and, and I'm speaking of myself younger, being empathic, being an empath and not knowing it, not realizing oh, yeah. what was happening was I think we talked about it. <laughs> in the last, I don't know, in one of the previous episodes about how I would come home from a shopping trip or being with my family or something and feel completely drained because I had taken on the energy of the people around me. And I think that that happens to a lot of people out there every day and they don't realize it. They just know 
you know, they think of themselves as, I always thought of myself as an introvert because I never wanted to be around people because I was always so drained. But I'm not actually an introvert. I'm just empathic and I needed to learn that I can create boundaries around myself to not pick up other people's energies. And once I did that, everything changed for me. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, you're not an introvert. Yeah, no. Uh, (laughs) being Being an empath is terribly, terribly common. A lot of people are and they, and they don't realize it. And they might be chalking up what they're feeling or whatever to something else. So, and I think Ginger, you were the one who suggested a book for me on maybe one of our last trips home. Yes. The Empath's Survival Guide. Yes. Yeah. Which is a great book that was written years ago. Yeah. Um, And that has helped a lot with It does help a lot. I think, as you mentioned, when you're a kid and when you're younger and, or you haven't really um, sort of opened up spiritually, you Mm -hmm. know, you're more traditional, let's say, uh, and you don't know it, you don't know where it's coming from. And you think it's you, like, what is wrong? Um, Like my grandson is, is an empath. He's six. He's like an empath on steroids and he can read a room. I can watch his actions or his behavior. If something is off in the room, he picks it up. If everything's calm Mm -hmm. and peaceful, he's calm and peaceful. Mm-hmm. So we are actually talking about doing an episode on empathic children. Like I was how just going to say that. Yeah. Please? And how do you acknowledge and honor that? Right. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. So those are the senses we really wanted to cover and sort of um, our experiences around those, um, what we recognize both in animal communication um, and mediumship, which is great. Um, and like somebody said, I think Jerry said, you know, we're not the end all be all these, these are our experiences around these senses. Um, but I hope that it gives you some idea on, uh, the way that you're using senses, maybe not recognizing that you're using senses. And I think we've said in previous episodes, if you can slow down, um, whether you do, um, you know, some type of meditation or walking or journaling or some disconnection of the everyday craziness, um, you are very likely to see that you're already doing this in many different ways. And I think once you acknowledge that, you you pay a little bit more attention to that, it it grows. It's like a muscle that gets bigger and stronger as you work it. Um, The allowing piece is huge. The allowing piece is huge. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Um, As always, we are happy that you found us on iTunes is my assumption. You know, we have a Facebook page at The Psychic Wives. Uh, We have our website, thepsychicwives.com. And we'd love any feedback from you on anything you'd like to see um, for future episodes that we may or may not have planned would be helpful. Um, And it would be really helpful if you could rate us on iTunes. We'd love to have a bigger audience. Um, And I think that's the way that we can um, help grow. So if you like what you're hearing, please rate us on iTunes. And we look forward to seeing you at the next, uh, on the next episode. So thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks everybody. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.